from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome back in our number two, Dan Leach here with you. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach971. I was host of the Detroit CityCast, presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers. So please check that out as well. We got a big hour ahead. Talk some NBA. We got some more college hoops to get to. Talk some Gonzaga. And can they finally get that title? And also, uh, a little, little fun playing. Will they be back? NFL quarterback edition. So we'll do that uh, all in this second hour of the program. Uh, I mentioned I was going to tell you that story that I, I teased earlier in the show. And, I, of course, got so excited with the UFC finishing and having a ridiculous double, degenerate double at Los Alamitos. Uh, but I mentioned that earlier in the show, and I gave you a little kind of soliloquy on situational betting and being smart, not cheating the number, that I pushed three different totals today. I mean, I, I've pushed totals before, but I, I don't think I've ever done two in one day, yet alone three in like eight hours. Less than that. Just insane. But I mentioned that one of them was the Northeastern game. And this is, as I mentioned, we all as gamblers have stories like this. So I took the over, and the line wasn't really different than, you know, I, I got it early, so it wasn't like I missed out. I mean, I don't think that I really saw any 120, uh, 130, 120, uh, 130 and a or 130s. The total was 131. And these teams both kind of had the, the right pace of play that made me feel good about that total. I mean, both kind of, Bad teams, but, you know, trying to make a run in a conference tournament. So the total was was 131. Let me tell you what the final score after the first half was. Northeastern had 18 points. William and Mary had 17 points. They combined for 35 in a college basketball game in March in a half. Disgusting. So I had it in a parlay, not a big parlay, because I'm not making huge plays, you know, on a ton of games right now. I'm making huge plays on games here and there, but the overall, because there's so many games going on and there's so many numbers that are changing, I'm, I'm, you know, throwing some games into parlays and whether it's a two or a three teamer, I'm not doing four and five and seven and eight, nine, ten team parlays, which I don't think is valuable at all. So I had it in a, in a parlay that already the other two legs had already won. So it was all about. This game, I didn't even look. I didn't even care. I'm like, there is zero chance this game is going to go over the spread after scoring 35 combined with a 131 total. Well, guess what? 
So I remember I looked at my in my betting account and I'm like, why do I have more money in here? Like, what was what, going on here? And and obviously I'll get to the, that story in a second. In the second half, Northeastern scored 38. William and Mary scored 39. And of course, the game goes to overtime. And then in overtime, the Northeastern Huskies call the game actually Northeastern back when I was the Detroit Titans play by play man. They have a cool arena. It's one of the oldest arenas in the country uh, in Boston. And William and Mary scored tw- uh, seven. So Northeastern wins the game. I have them actually in another parlay on the money line. So it was kind of a double, a, a double delight for me. But they they pushed the total. That to me, like I told I said it earlier. I wasn't mad about pushing any of the three totals. I would, in any day, any bet, any scenario, rather push a bet, a blackjack hand, whatever, and lose. I got kind of job because I, I could have gotten a half point more if I had bet it a little or bought the half point in another game that I actually ended up you know pushing that I had the under and it hit the number, of course. But that was one of those, it wasn't a huge bet. I mean, I, I profited a decent amount of money based on what I bet, but it wasn't like a three, four, five hundred dollar bet. That was one of the, the craziest bets I've ever won. 35 combined points, and they get to the total and push it at 131. That just does not happen often in any sport. All right, let's talk some NBA. I mentioned earlier in the show, I have a great friend who's a big uh, Los Angeles Lakers slap, even though he's lived in Detroit much of his life. I mean, we got a lot of banner chasers everywhere. But he said to me earlier, because I was, you know, I've been giving him crap about the Lakers. The Lakers are just not that good. I mean, they are a team that I think is going to find themselves better without LeBron. This is with all due respect to one of the greatest players in the history of any sport. Somehow the Lakers are still the nine seed. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think, I mean, they're five out of the eight spot. They could get, you know, the whole play in tournament thing. There's a chance, but I just, I mean, the Pelicans to me are more of a live team. than The Lakers, the Pelicans are one game behind them. Uh, the Blazers have more injuries than, well, I don't want to make a comparison to war, but they've got, a total match unit, uh, and they're right there as well. They're a few games back behind the Lakers, but LeBron, 56 points. Tonight, my theory was wrong because they weren't better without LeBron tonight. 56 in a huge win at home at Staples as a five-and-a-half-point home dog to the Golden State Warriors, who right now still have 15 more wins than the Lakers. Lakers moved to 28-35, and 35. 19 and 16 at home. Warriors drop to 43 and 21 and 17 and 14 away. Some other numbers for you in this one. 30 from Steph Curry, 13 and 22 from the field, 4 and 9 from downtown. 14 for Wiggins, Porter Jr. in the starting lineup with 10 for the Warriors. Then combined 41 off the bench for Kumunga, who I love. Can be a big factor in a Warriors run to a title this coming uh, postseason. And then Jordan for the deep end of the pool, my former Wolverine hero, former Michigan Wolverine. He had 23 off the bench, but it wasn't enough because LeBron had 56. Uh, Russell Love, Russell Westbrook had 20. 12 from uh, Malik Monk and Reeves in the starting lineup uh, in a spot start for the Lakers had 10, 14 off the bench for Carmelo Anthony. A lot of Lakers did play, including uh, Ariza, Ellington, Dwight Howard, and Bazmore. But it's a nice win for Los Angeles. Doesn't really do anything. There's just a bad. I mean, look at the Lakers and what they've done in recent games. They beat the Warriors last night, but before that, lost four in a row. Got their ass kicked by the Clippers. Lost to the Mavs. Lost by a million to the Pelicans. Lost to the Clippers again. Beat the Jazz. It's a nice win. 
That was at Staples by five. But then before that, it lost three in a row at Golden State in that really close game. I give him credit for hanging in that one. Uh, to the Blazers, which is inexcusable, and then got their ass kicked by the Bucs at Staples. So this is a Lakers team that has lost seven of nine games. <coughs> Excuse me. And I just don't think it's going to be a playoff team and will be down the road better off without LeBron. Other action in the NBA on a busy Saturday night. Dallas hung on in a good one and beat the clip, uh, the clip joint. Uh, the Kings, the kingdom, don't crown those men. 114 to 113 uh, in what was a really exciting game down the road. They were uh, Dallas was down 19, and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith hit a three-pointer from the right corner with 3.3 left. Spencer Dinwiddie, huge game forward Detroit Piston. Uh, 36 points for him. De'Aaron Fox for uh, Sacramento at 44. So a nice win for the Mavs. We moved to 39 and 25 and 22 and 11 at home. Kings dropped to 24 and 42 and 9 and 24 away from Sacto. The Hornets, they got to beat the Spurs 123 to 117. Miami, uh, low, speaking of low scoring games, I mentioned, you know, the NBA just kind of like flipped the switch a few years back. Everyone was scoring in the 120s. Well, this is an old school game, like Pistons bad boy defense. Miami 99, Philadelphia 82. The Heat, of course, your one seed in the East and a team that can really get things done and make a run to a, an NBA Finals again. Tyler Hero, big game for him. He had 21. Joel Embiid, you know, any, anytime Embiid's got over 20, you got to be happy, but that's like paltry for him based on what he's able to do. He was 20 and 22 points, which is four or five or 4-15 from the field. He was 14-14 from the free throw line in the loss. And, uh, you know, the Heat moved to three games ahead in the Eastern Conference race. Memphis beats Orlando 124-96. to The Minnesota Timberwolves in a game that I had action on. My best, one of my best friends and one of my, the sharpest NBA handicappers that I know. Had the Timberwolves minus 13. I got it at 13 and a half. They probably had no business doing it. But they covered by a half point, 135, 121. It's the only bet my friend made today. And it's, it's my, my friend Seal, who's a legend. Uh, he won the Westgate NFL handicapping contest. So the guy knows what he's doing. Uh, we all partied in Vegas uh, at the Westgate during the Super Bowl and, and celebrated him. Uh, but he, he was on the right side of the ledger tonight. He's had a rough week with some other games. But boy, did he kill it with Minnesota. Covered by a half point, 135 to 121. And of course, as I mentioned, Lakers beat the Warriors. In kind of a stunner based on how bad the Lakers have been. 124 to 116. And, and, you know, let's take a look at what's coming up tomorrow. Big game, high noon, if you will. Uh, I believe it's ABC, it is. Or I'm sorry, one o'clock, not high noon. I guess high noon in Chicago and the central time zone. You've got Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, who, yes, they get the Durantula back. They are still the eight seed. They're still the co favorite along with Miami based on the sports book. Odds-wise, to win the East, which when they flip the switch, we'll see. But they get it going with the Boston Celtics in Beantown. That should be a very interesting game. One o'clock on ABC. Uh, you know, I had the Nets the other night in Durant's first game back. Looked great early. Could get the job done in the end. Uh, it's the Celts, by the way, minus three and a half right now. I'm not seeing a total as of yet. Uh, but you look at these teams in our last five. Uh, the Nets have lost four or five. The Celts have won four or five. 
And I'm going to stay away from this game, but I feel like there could be a small amount of value in Durant being on the road, you know, having a chance to get off, uh, you know, playing obviously in a game against Miami in Brooklyn, going on the road for his first game back. So we shall see if there's a little value in the Nets plus the three and a half, but I'm going to stay away from that game coming up tomorrow. All right. I want to talk about some odds to win the East and the West in the NBA little Suns Bucks action as well and we'll talk quarterbacks do they stay or do they go it all comes up next right here on Eason the sport betting them I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? You've been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters Z, Y, N. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They are available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com find to locate a store near you, that's zinn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Dan Leach here with you. Follow me on Twitter at DanLeach971. In for Greg Hoops-Peterson on the Greg Hoops-Peterson experience. Great to be here. We did this a couple weeks ago. Our great friends Mikhail and Brian. And I'm forgetting, is the TD's name Nick? You got to give Nick a shout out, right? Nick? All right, the Nickster, it's good old St. Nick. He's here. The whole crew is with you. I'm burning the midnight oil. I never sleep anyway, but I'm here in Motown in Detroit. It's 2.16 a.m. And I will tell you this. So, you know, I'm very humble, but I love to brag. So I know it's like an oxymoron. I, I banged the crap out of the casino here in Detroit tonight. I, I won like 
2,525 minutes playing these crazy slots that I like. The greatest thing ever, because I was supposed to be on earlier tonight and we, we kind of switched some things. And thank God I had to leave the casino because, you know, I'm pretty good about money management. I've learned my lesson from years ago. I only go with a certain amount of money if I lose, all right? I don't bring my cards with me, debit, credit, et cetera. And then when I win a lot of money, because I was actually going to pick up money at uh, one of the sports books that has a window there, and I didn't want to stay long because I didn't want to have, I don't like having that much cash on me at a casino because I do play slots. I mean, I'm a big poker player and obviously betting sports. And the money I was picking up was from sports. I had a great day yesterday. And I didn't want to stay long. So I, I took some friends of mine to dinner and was going to play for a little while, watch some games at the sports book, and then come and get ready for the show. But I just happened to go on this crazy run playing some, you know, I, I play high limit slots, five, 10, 15 dollars a spin and I've been successful with it and I banged that I almost gave back you know five or six or seven hundred I ended up winning that back and then getting the hell out, hell out of there so I got to thank the gambling gods the VEASAN gods for me being on this show as opposed to a show earlier because I'm pretty good with discipline but I was I mean I don't drink I'm 11 years sober I talked about the last time I was on the show so it wasn't like I was hammered or anything but there's times where I'm kind of feeling frisky and I almost got to that point because I had a lot of friends there tonight. There were some good-looking girls that were floating around, and I need to get the hell out of there. So thank you to the Gambling Gods for that. Uh, we were just talking about Brooklyn and Boston. Nets and Celts coming up 1 o'clock ABC later today. Uh, Boston, 3 point favorite. I do have a lean on the Nets with Durant's first road game. Brooklyn, of course, off that two-game losing streak. Second game back with Durant, who played on Thursday for his first game in 21. But he, he, brought, he dropped 31. It was 10 to 21 for the field, but of course they lost to Miami in the end. Brooklyn, uh, the current fourth seed in the Atlantic Division, or fourth in the Atlantic Division, and eighth in the East. And uh, the Celtics are only two and a half games back in the Atlantic behind the Sixers, who had a bad loss last night, and coming off a solid uh, win against uh, the Grizzlies that also beat the Hawks uh, a couple games ago as well. You've got odds to win the East and the West that I kind of want to take a look at here, and we'll talk a little bit about Suns and Bucks, which should be a good one as well uh that comes up later today uh when uh it's 330 abc game after the uh the net celtics game but taking a look at some odds here and looking for value and i will say weeks ago i was on my guys in the desert my girl stormy and i talked about the chicago bulls with that time i believe were 20 to 1 and i know that before that i'd given out the cavaliers that were 32 to 1 obviously those odds are down I'm not saying there's a great chance the Bulls or Cavaliers are going to win the East, but I'm not taking the Nets. The Nets are the eight seed, and yet are the co-favorite, basically, with the Sixers. They're plus 260. The, the Sixers are plus 240. I'm not taking the Bucs, who are definitely capable of winning the whole shebang again. The Heat are fantastic. Four, plus 475. Decent value, but nothing there for me. I don't trust the Celtics, so I wouldn't touch them anyway. But DeMar DeRozan, scoring machine. The Bulls give you value even still at 12 to 1. And the Cavaliers, it's it's not a lottery ticket. It's not a scratch-off, which, by the way, I bought, I, I bought five $20 scratch-offs the other day. And the first one I scratched off, I won 100 on. The other ones were all garbage. So, I mean, can you say that for the end? Make it a little exciting? But it's not a scratch-off ticket. But I think there's a lot of value in the Cavaliers. They played some really good basketball. And you got to find teams that you don't think – you know, are going to be looked at as obviously one of the top three, four, five favorites. 
that could make a run and Chicago gets to uh, East Conference Finals against a Miami or a, a Sixers. Maybe someone gets hurt. You never know. So those are the teams that I have plays on. Raptors 40 to 1, Hawks 71, Hornets very likely uh, might even miss the playoffs. They're 200 to 1. On the Western side of the ledger, a big Suns guy. I took the Suns in the preseason. Obviously, a much better odds than plus 170. They're currently the favorite uh, to win the West at uh, plus 170 right now. Jazz plus six and a half to one. Grizzles definitely have some value. That's another value play for me. I love John Morant. How about that game the other night? He had like 15 circus shots. They're 10 to one. Nuggets, I want to take the Nuggets. I'm not going to because they're always a team that looks like they can do it with the Joker and some others, but never get the job done. So I'm staying away from the Nuggets. Mavs 18 to one. Lakers never in a million years would I touch them. They're 30 to one along with their housemates, the clip joint, uh, both 30 to one. And then the T Wolves, who gave me that miracle cover earlier tonight. Uh, not as big of a miracle as that Northwestern uh, William and Mary push after 35 total points in the first half and I have the over 131. Uh, Timberwolves 60 to one, Pelicans 100 to one, Blazers are not going to the playoffs. They have too many injuries. They're a thousand to one. The value for me is with the Grizzles at 10 to one there. How about Suns and Bucks? The Bucks. Tied for first in the Central Division with those Chicago Bulls. And the Suns are sitting atop the Western Conference. Could this potentially be an NBA Finals preview? Could this be what we see coming up in June? We're finally back to at least a regular type calendar, not playing the NBA Finals in August or close to September. Uh, hopefully, we're, we're away from COVID. It's still around. It's an endemic now, hopefully. But hopefully we're not going to be starting seasons late. And, you know, aside from baseball, which is starting late for the wrong reasons, not because of COVID. And this could be your potential NBA Finals preview. It's an interesting matchup uh, here in early March for me. And you look at where we're at now with the point spread in this game. It's the Bucks in Milwaukee, minus seven. I got to give a shout out to my man, Matt Derry, who is filling in on Suns Radio. He's here, a longtime radio host here in Detroit, uh, and done the Pistons pre and post game that I ended up taking over for him years back. But he's going to call that game tomorrow with the Suns of the Bucks in Milwaukee. So excited uh, for Matt Derry. Maybe you can stream that or tune in and check that out. But it should be a fascinating game. 3.30 tip on ABC. Uh, you know, you look at the Bucks averaging 113.5 a game, the Suns averaging 107 uh, a game. I don't see a total out yet that'll probably come up early in the morning, uh, and injury-wise, of course, Devin Booker is still out for the Suns, Cam Johnson out as well, Brooke Lopez and Wesley Matthews out for the Bucks. but you got, you know, CP3 and all that he brings, uh, and, you know, you look at what this game could look and feel like, and it does, in a way, really kind of lead me into thinking this could be a preview, um, you know, for the NBA Finals, and unfortunately, you know, I mentioned Chris Paul. Chris Paul, you know, not going to be in this game. He's still got that fracture of the right thumb. He, I wanted him so badly to win last year. I, I thought he deserved it. I think he's a great player. When he comes back, this, I mean, the Suns aren't running out of time, but boy, how many more chances will he have? He's such a valuable player, and obviously without him, the, the Suns aren't the same kind of team. Uh, Booker, of course, they're not either, but you know, they played some good basketball, down some men. The Bucs, that line at seven, I have no opinion on it. It seems about right. But, you know, the Suns, that's a lot of points for a team that's as good as Phoenix, even without Booker, Johnson, and CP3. I'm excited for this game. I'll be watching it 
along with the golf and college hoops and other stuff uh, coming up later today. But uh, seven points seems basically right where the numbers should be. Bucks come into this game, winners of three of their last five. They have won three in a row, including against Charlotte, killed them, beat Miami 120-119. A couple games going to beat Chicago on the road. That was a big win for Milwaukee. 118-112. Uh, to The Suns, they come in winners of three of their last five as well. Uh, win over the Knicks last time out by one. That was a great game. Uh, beat Portland by 30. Lost to the Jazz by four at home. Lost to the Pelicans by five at home. And then uh, beat the Thunder, the awful Thunder, 124-104 to 104 back on February 24th. So big game coming up. Uh, Milwaukee and the Suns. Could it be an NBA Finals preview? I say definitely possible. All right, we're going to have some fun here and play a little game called do they stay or do they go? NFL quarterback edition. That comes up next. Family Chin for Greg Peterson. You are watching VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to beat the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to help you get ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoots-Peterson, who I'm in for tonight, on every key team, conference, and player to watch. For the favorites, the potential, Cinderella's. Who doesn't love a good Cinderella in March. Set up today in the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. That's VEASAN.com slash madness. Dan Leach here with you on the East Coast. Well, or the Midwest, if you will. And I hope everyone's having a great time out there on the West Coast. I know uh, my man Brian, our great producer tonight, was saying the atmosphere at Circa off the charts tonight. I'll be listen. I'll be out in Vegas, so come and you know get an autograph or a picture or maybe a slice of pizza with me. Um, I'll be out there the first weekend of the tournament. I've never done it before. Uh, for a long time, I've worked here in Detroit at our big sports station called 971 Ticket, and a good friend of mine and a coworker, only one of the two of us, based on all the different teams we covered and shows we did, could be gone during that week. Uh, and I being the incredibly nice guy that I am because my friend's got a kid and, and he's married. I'm single. This was one of the few times he could ever really travel. I let him go. Probably I shouldn't have every year, but I never had a chance to go out there for that opening week of the tournament and pool season has started and I can't wait. So if you're out in Vegas, just follow my Twitter at daily Everyone, You'll see where I'm at. We'll get some drinks together. Go see Cascade and Tiesto and Katy Perry some night pool parties, some day pool parties, tons of college basketball games. I mean, are there two better days in sports back-to-back than Thursday and Friday of the NCAA basketball tournament? I'm going to say no. I mean, yeah, opening day in baseball, awesome. There won't be one this year. It's delayed this year. You know, the opening weekend of the NFL, that Thursday game, and then, of course, the Sunday games when college football starts, you know, the Masters. There's some great days in sports. But I don't think there's a better two days than the Thursday and Friday of the opening of the NCAA tournament. It's the best. 
and I can't. I know that a lot of my friends have been out in Vegas uh, and have told me how great it is, but I get to experience it myself coming up in, in less than two weeks. So I know that I leave Detroit. This is the best thing about flying to Vegas. So I, I wanted to, I thought about going on Wednesday, but I wanted to stay through Monday. So I got a flight Thursday morning at 6 a.m. It leaves Detroit at 6 a.m. It gets into Vegas at 7.05 a.m. So I'll have about two hours or so before the first game start at high noon Eastern time, you know, check into the hotel. I already got some reserved seats to watch the games in the sports book at some different casinos throughout the, the weekend. And I'm going to be there, uh, but I can't wait. And Brian, cause he lost a silly bet that he made on the Duke UNC game. I'm going to buy him some kind of a beverage or maybe uh, some poutine fries or I don't know, sushi. We'll do something. Uh, but looking forward to being out there and uh, you might see me uh, pop in uh, on some decent shows as well as I usually do when I'm out in uh, Viva Las Vegas. All right, we're going to play a fun game here called Do They Stay or Do They Go? Quarterback edition. We'll start with the biggest name, of course, Aaron Rodgers. And it's no, you know, know, he's no stranger to be here in Detroit. He's been a Lions killer forever. I'm a huge Lions fan. I feel good about the future for the Detroit Lions, but they were asking me during the break, the the crew uh, behind the glass, do I think the Lions are going to be good next year? And I said, no. But they'll be better than three, uh, 13 and one. They were in a lot of games this past year. But the NFC North, I mean, Justin Fields still completely unproven. The Vikings are going backwards. You know, as I mentioned, the Lions are going to be a team that will improve. But that, I mean, seven games might be the ceiling, and that's nothing in a 17 game schedule. The Packers still have the best overall team and one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the sport. So when it comes to does he stay or does he go, uh, ask for a trade or retire. I know that behind the scenes, there are definitely overtures being made and possible trade, you know, packages put together the way the Lions were able to trade Matthew Stafford with, you know, first year GM Brad Sherlock Holmes a couple of years ago. Now, boy, that worked out for the Rams. But the Lions, it was time to move on. I'm a big Stafford guy myself. Always have been. I was in the minority in the media here that covered the Lions, but he got to go and get a Super Bowl. Lions on multiple first round draft picks had to happen after 13 years. Rodgers. And, and I've been reading a lot about how the Packers, you know, kind of have to wait for his decision. Is he going to try, you know, is he going to retire? I think there's very little chance he retires, especially Ryan, our, our great producer, brought up a good point. Not the same year Tom Brady's retiring. And Rodgers still obviously is very, you know, young enough to play for several more years if he wants to. Brady played basically 45 years old. And I still think Tom Brady's going to come back at least for one more year, uh, either next year or the following year. He's going to get bored. Yeah, he's got kids and he's got a supermodel wife and they'll travel and, He'll do some TV stuff, but come on. Brady's going to probably play again in the right situation. And he got out of Tampa at the right time because they're with the Antonio Brown stuff, and there's just some weird stuff going on uh, in, in Tampa Bay. But I think when it comes to does he stay, get traded, or retire, Rodgers, to me, is going to stay in Green Bay. Yes, there were issues at the end with him and Mike McCarthy. It seemed like there was. Yes, there were murmurs of him and Matt LaFleur having some problems and, and not being on the same page. It seems like they have worked those out. There was the whole, obviously, vaccination thing with Aaron Rodgers that was silly uh, on Aaron Rodgers' part. But that's behind them. He had a great year, an MVP-type year, obviously, winning it. And I think he's going to stay in Green Bay. But if if he went somewhere else, where would it possibly be? Denver always seems like a destination. Could it be Tampa Bay filling in for the void that Tom Brady left? I mean, we could name a few other teams as well. I just don't see it happening. So to me, Aaron Rodgers will stay in Green Bay. I know there's not any current odds on this, but if I had to 
handicap myself, I would make Rodgers a $500 favorite to stay in Green Bay. I would make him, you know, 10 to 1 to ask for a trade and 25 to 1 to retire. I just don't see that happening unless something crazy goes on in the next, you know, couple of months before we get ready for OTAs and training camp. Obviously, the draft coming up as well. Maybe the Packers trade up and draft a quarterback in the high first round. You know, they did that with Jordan Love a couple of years ago, much lower than obviously the high first round. But if that happens, yeah, maybe he's done in Green Bay. But right now, I, I think it's pretty safe that Aaron Rodgers will be the opening day starter uh, in Green Bay. But then another interesting quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he stay in, in San Fran or get traded? Obviously, he's not retiring. Uh, and if he doesn't stay in San Francisco, are the Washington stupidest name ever, Commanders, they should have just kept the Washington football team. The Washington Commanders sounds like like the fake name of a team in a video game that doesn't have the rights to use the real name. Washington freaking Commanders. Are they in the right place for him? Because Washington, of course, shopping a quarterback or for a quarterback, you know, they could draft one. I mean, there's Malik Willis and Corral and others have been kind of mentioned as possible picks for the Washington Commanders. I don't even want to call them the Commanders anymore. I'm just going to call them Washington or Washington. But would Jimmy G be a good fit for the, the, Red, the Redskins, for the Washington football team, now known as the Commanders? And I say yes. I mean, I know there are some of you out there that think Jimmy G is just not that good of a quarterback. I think he's just been in a bad situation in the last couple of years in San Francisco. You know, it just seems like Shanahan and him, they're just not, they're not on the same page. Uh, Trey Lance is the future in San Fran, it looks like for now anyway. You go to Washington, you got a solid defense, you got some weapons on offense. You know, they got a good running back core, they got some receivers. I think that Jimmy G could be a great fit for the Washington Commanders, but it's it's tough when you've got a guy that you put so much into and you still have an unproven guy in Trey Lance to just, just cut ties and trade him and say, all right, we're going to roll the guy that really hasn't done much other than come in, uh, you know, a series here and there, third down situations. I think the future and the, uh, the, the ceiling for Trey Lance is tremendous. The guy's an incredible athlete. He can run. He obviously can throw the ball really well. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how the progression of him is handled in San Francisco. But Jimmy G, of, of all teams that I've looked at in the NFL, if he's not going to stay in San Fran, to me, Washington makes a lot of sense. Now, another team, and, and I think you can't give up on Zach Wilson yet, and I actually love I wanted the Lions to draft Zach Wilson out of BYU, but Robert Solid had a great first year. Uh, with the Jets, but I think Zach Wilson has a chance to be a very successful quarterback if he continues to grow and improve, you know, over the next couple of years, and, and the Jets do a good job building a team around him. But the Jets could be another interesting spot for Jimmy G. Salah, a defensively in guy, building a solid defense, you know, through the draft there with the Jets. He does that, you bring in Jimmy G. That could be a spot as well if they move on from Wilson, but that's probably unlikely and not happening this year anyway. Uh, and the Jimmy G stuff probably would be taken care of at some point this year as well. So I think the way you look at it right now, it's probably a 60-40 thing that Jimmy G stays in San Fran. will be very interesting, very interesting to watch uh, over the next couple of months, that's for sure. Uh, well, another fun game to play coming up on the college basketball side, contenders or pretenders. We'll do that straight ahead. I'm Dan Leach. This is Visa. 
the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look your best, like I always do, and draft your best for the Just for Men March Basketball Series. You can draft a winning lineup in two free-to-play contests for your shot at a share of ten grand in total prizes. Ten thousand dollars in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com/JFM. Do it now to join the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Love all those fun, free, and sometimes low amount to enter tournaments and different ways you can make money aside from just doing a regular bracket. I've always hosted a bracket contest myself, and I think mine, you can tell I'm a very humble person. I think mine's the best because, at least of all the ones that I do, because the way that I do my bracket contest is I reward people for picking upsets. So I do the seed and times the seed based on the points available for each win in you know the first round, second round, third round, et cetera. So like, let's say you have a 13 seed to the sweet 16. It's going to be, you know, 13 times the amount of points. If they win one game, they win two games, they win three games. So it, it makes it fun and filled with strategy. And if you've got a long shot, you're never done. You're never out of it. And you still can win if you don't have long shots. But I think the toughest thing to do when you're filling out brackets in March is to not try to get too cute, have the right Cinderella's, but also, as you know, and I don't know the numbers in front of me, but something like, I don't know, 70, 80% of teams in the final four are always, you know, the majority of them are one through three seeds, something like that, like over the last 15 years. And eventually the, the top three seeds going to win the, t- the tournament. But it doesn't mean that taking a shot on a 12 or a 13 or a 14 or a 10 or an 11 or whatever to go from the first four to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, whatever it is, that's very valuable to do. You've got to pick the right, you know, games in the first and second round because that's where you get a lot of points. But I like to reward people for not just kind of picking favorites and getting the one point. You know, some of my friends that run bracket contests, it's one point per win. I'm like, come on, man. Well, where's the skill in that? You just everyone just takes chalk and it's not, there's no, you know, strategy to that. So I like the way that I do mine and it seems to have been very popular. And, Maybe I'll throw out the info on my Twitter for 
some of you watching tonight to enter if you want. Uh, the more the merrier. But are one of these teams going to be the national champion? Well, let's find out as we play a game of contenders or pretenders. And we'll start with, I think, the best team in the country, Gonzaga. And it's a team that, of course, has yet to win a title, has come oh so close, especially in recent years. They're good enough. They're talented enough. Whether it's with Timmy or Chet Holmgren or previous, you know, incarnations of Mark Fuse, Gonzaga Bulldogs, they're just an incredibly constructed and coached team. And you look at them right now, 24 and three straight up, 14, 11, and two against the spread. Not that that matters for them winning the championship, but definitely something for betting purposes. Uh, you know, their big losses to Duke. And that was a great win for Duke yeah, earlier this year, 84, 81. And that was before, you know, Duke kind of went in a lull in the mid part of the season, played much better as of late. Uh, but that was a big win, non-conference win on a neutral site for Duke earlier this year. Bama, who's playing some bad basketball right now, that was not a good loss for Gonzaga. And then St. Mary's, a game that I gave you live last week on Bet Center, my man Ben Wilson. I was all about St. Mary's. It was another situational spot for betting, and St. Mary's took down the Zags. But their odds to win the title, four to one, you know, one of the favorites as they should be. This team is as good as I don't want to say is necessarily any Gonzaga team, but basically they are. And they're 100% a contender. The question is, can they finally find a way to win a national title game? They've been good enough maybe three, four, five times in the last 15 years, but have yet to win that national title. They definitely, in my opinion, are a contender. Arizona is next up. Arizona, 26-3. and three. Straight up, they're 15-11 and two against the spread. And by the way, as I'm bringing these spread numbers, you want to keep this in mind when you're betting these teams in the NCAA basketball tournament because they're going to be big favorites in the first couple of rounds. doesn't mean that you got to shy away from them because teams like Gonzaga uh, and some others can, can win with these big spreads. A lot of times those 16-1 games or 15-2 games, I like taking, you know, finding the best two or three dogs of those eight teams and betting on those plus the points. But Arizona, interesting team. Major losses, the Vols, UCLA, and then last week when I was live on the air doing that show with Ben Wilson on Bet Center, lost to Colorado. I believe it was Colorado's first win over a top three team since the early 1990s. Their odds to win the NCAA title are eight to one. And to me, when we talk about Arizona, of course, extremely well-coached, Ballots team, I don't love that they're a Pac-12 team because the Pac-12 has definitely produced some solid teams like UCLA last year, but at times they can really flail and fail in the tournament. And listen, before they lost to Colorado, I think they, what were they, won like 10 in a row? And now it's like 13 of, of 14. You know, when you look at uh, Colico, when you look at Creesa, when you look at Ma uh, Matherin, uh, Benedict Matherin, this is a, a really, really good team. And I... I thought about this long and hard. And when it comes to me saying contender or pretender, I, I lean on the side of contender, but that Colorado loss, it's one game that was not a good game for Arizona. It's a, not a very good Colorado team. I'm still going to go contender, but boy, I want to see something from them in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, but I will go with definitely Arizona as a contender. Now, I'm excited about this team, Kentucky. The Wildcats, are they a contender or a pretender? Ranked number seven in the country, 
Had a nice win on Saturday on the road against Florida. 26-6 and six straight up. 14-15-1 against the spread. Major losses for them against Duke in the non-conference. Everyone seems to have a major loss to Duke. Notre Dame, bad loss. And Arkansas, obviously a good team in Arkansas, uh, but a tough loss for Kentucky. And they are now 7-1 to one to win the title. And these are the kind of teams you got to look at when it comes to finding someone that's not a Gonzaga, that's not, you know, a Baylor, that's not a Duke, a top four team that could win the title. And I think this Kentucky team, maybe one of John Calipari's better coaching jobs, completely can dominate you on defense, can score in bunches. Uh, you know, I like. There's not a tremendous amount of value taking them at seven to one, but they are, especially based on the way they've been playing as of late, absolutely a contender. You look at what they've done recently. Yeah, they lost on the road to Arkansas by two, and at Tennessee by thirteen, but. Beat Bama, and Bama's starting to play some bad basketball, but that was a big win for Kentucky to get, and I thought Bama would actually hang in. Uh, beat LSU, beat Ole Miss, beat Florida. You know, both those teams, I don't want to say like a drum, but comfortable wins. Before that Tennessee loss, they had beaten Florida by a ton. South Carolina won on the road in Alabama. They'd beaten Kansas by 18 on the road. Uh, they did lose to Auburn earlier this year by nine. And then Tennessee, they destroyed Tennessee, 107 to 79 earlier this season. To me, Kentucky, definitely a contender. And Kansas, let's close out here with Kansas. They are 23, or yeah, excuse me, 26, 23 and six. I can talk straight up. Not a great spread team. 13 and 15 and one against the spread, kind of like Kentucky, who was 14, 15 and one against the spread. And Kansas is right on that range of a team that you can trust. But you really got to kind of delve into some stuff and some metrics when it comes to are they a contender or a pretender. I'll tell you this. If Abaji has a good game, it's very tough to beat Kansas. The guy's averaging over 20 points a game. Monster rebounder, can hit the three. Uh, I love him. And then, of course, DeJuan Harris Jr., who's their assist leader, and Christian Braun, who is their best shooter. Uh, I, Kansas, to me, is absolutely a contender, and I wanted to find one of these teams that I would say is a contender, but when you're looking at teams like Kansas right now, Kentucky, Arizona, Arizona is the one that I came the closest with to saying they're a pretender, but if they have a solid Pac-12 tournament, I'd feel good about them, and of course we know Gonzaga easily is a contender. Kansas leaves some stuff to be desired. They did lose to Dayton, Texas Tech, and TCU. They are 14-1 to win the title, but I just think that having a guy like Abaji that can take over games, Think about, you know, I'm not comparing him to Kevin Walker as a player, but think about a guy like a Kevin Walker or for my Wolverines, Hunter Dickinson and Diabate. Guys that can take over games. And a lot of times you want it to be a point guard, of course, but it doesn't have to be. Like if Cincinnati didn't lose Kenyon Martin the year that they were going to be a one seed, he can take over games. And you got a guy like Abaji that can do that. That's why, to me, Kansas is definitely a contender and some decent value there as well at 14 to one. Talk about value. We'll see if any of the players that are in the mix at Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, are worth a little cheddar coming up tomorrow. That course is eating people alive, especially my uh, outright play, my man Rory McElroy. We'll see if he's got a chance to get back into it. Uh, only four off the lead. We'll get into all that coming up next. Daily Chin for Greg Peterson. You're watching Decent B.
Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.